This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome. It's The Parenting Show with me, your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Hope you guys all had a fab week and we're going to have an even more fabulous one heading into tomorrow. But it's Sunday night and it's our time. So it's May. And did you know that May is sleep better? It's, sorry, it's better sleep month. I need sleep because I obviously <laughs> like I'm screwing things up here. Uh, so us parents, we all know what that's about, right, Sandra? Oh my gosh, it doesn't stop. My son, my son was sleeping in my bed. That's that's the start right there. And yeah, see, like yeah. we don't. For me, it was like the minute you get pregnant, that's it, no sleep. And now, <laughs> and now I think I'm not going to get sleep till I'm about what my kids are about 19 or something. I hear. Apparently, they say that doesn't help either. Okay, well, we're screwed. So that is Sandra Carusi that you hear. She is our executive producer, and she's the host of Inside Jokes that airs right here on Talk Radio AM 640 at eight o'clock. So be sure to hang around because, hey, you always get laughs with us. We're we're a bit of a comedy parenting show, but but Sandra <laughs> Sandra's the one with the comedy show, so stick around because you're gonna get some laughs after uh, after this show with hers. And we also have joining us on the phone today, Michelle Cambolis, and Michelle is a 20 year vet uh, as a child and family therapist and a doctoral level researcher in mind body medicine. She's also the founder of Chai Kids and is the author of Generation Stressed. It's mm. a play-based tools to help your child overcome anxiety. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you, Pina. Uh, nice to be on and happy Better Sleep Month. Um, as mm. I'm listening to you both talk about sleep deprivation, <laughs> um, I want to reassure you, I have a 13 and an 18-year-old. And I've oh been gosh. sleeping well for a while now. So, so it doesn't <laughs> so get better as they get older. older. And it does. It does get better. Oh, it does. Okay, good. Oh, see, Sandra, mm-hmm. there is light at the end I of the know. tunnel. Thank you. <laughs> see, she's she's trying to scare. She's just doing that to scare me. That's exactly it. So, welcome to the show. Um, as we mentioned, May is Better Sleep Month, and that to us parents can mean a lot of things. But more specifically, to parents like myself with toddlers who are going through the potty training stage. It can mean the difference between a wet night and a good night, mm-hmm. a.k.a., <laughs> you know, dry nights, right? So, Sandra, you know, she's got, for those of you joining us, um, Sandra has two boys, mm-hmm. right? Um, they are eight and yeah. 11. Yes. So you've been through this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, then sometimes there's the odd accident, yeah. especially with the younger one. Um and so it's interesting. So, it, but he does have anxiety issues in other areas, Michelle. So, are you saying a child who was a bedwetter continues to have anxiety issues as they get older? They're, they are unrelated in as much as um, children who have nighttime wetting or or the um, the odd accident. It, I mean, that can be related to so many different things, and most often. It's really about the development of the bladder. Um, But that's not to say that if a child is going through a bit of a difficult patch and their anxiety is increased, that it doesn't also influence whether or not they're um, staying dry um, throughout the day or night. So, yes, certainly anxiety can factor in, but um, primarily this is a matter of development. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's... Interesting. That's good to know because... I always thought, and I guess it's because I was lucky with Samantha that once your child is 
potty trained. That's it. You're done. They're going to have good nights. They're going to be dry. They're going to wake up and, you know, no accidents. Um, but obviously I was wrong. Right. So <laughs> um, so the two don't no. actually, Michelle, have anything to do with with one another. Right. And bedwetting. No, I was exactly. they're, they're two very, very separate processes. So um, uh, if a child is no longer wearing diapers and they're dry during the day, that means they're fully potty trained. Okay. okay. But at the same time, if they're waking up and they're having um, wet pajamas, wet bed sheets, um, it doesn't mean that you've failed in the potty training process. That's still been successful. It just means that now they're facing nighttime wetting. One is a somewhat voluntary process. Potty training involves a lot of, um, you know, steps and conversation and, and getting uh, a child involved along the way. Nighttime wetting is completely involuntary. So it's something that's completely out of their control. Mm-hmm. And once their bodies and their brain system um, grows and those neurological connections are, are um, more refined, then they will simply grow out of uh, nighttime wetting. Okay, see, so like I said with Samantha, I was lucky. She's turning six next month, and this kid got it right away. We're like, okay, we're going to potty train mm-hmm. you. And it was like, okay. okay, well, mastered it in like two seconds. And then we're like, okay, we're going to start with the pull-ups. And we're like waking up every morning, morning after morning, dry, dry, dry. We're like, okay, she's great. Isn't that a girl thing, Michelle? I don't think so it because of Lily. It is more common in boys' nighttime wedding. It is more mm-hmm. common in boys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, They're so delayed and everything. I say that because Pina, I keep warning her and trying to scare her about her youngest little boy because <laughs> she's been in Disneyland with two girls. And I'm like, you wait till no, Marcus. No, we were in Jamaica. No, but I mean, Oh, living. yeah, 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 Disney World. Yeah, I know, La La Land over here. Yeah. I, have it, I have it good, right? I don't know. But see, Lily, who just turned four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we The potty training was, was horrible. It was just like, and I, she was just this attitude where it's like, my show's on TV. <laughs> I have protection. I'm just going to go right here. I'm not going to get up and go to the bathroom. And we're like, oh God, Lily, like, please. Right. And so it was, it was a bit of a, of a battle, but then we finally got the potty training down and I kept on comparing her to Samantha because Samantha got it right away. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? Why isn't she doing this? Um, so she was a bit later on, but she's got it. But she still needs her pull-ups at night, you know, and okay, wakes so up. Like I that. have a question about that. Um, did either you or your husband face nighttime wedding? You know what? I didn't. Not that I recall. Um, and I, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea about my husband. Okay, I've never, we never had the conversation. <laughs> there is a hereditary component. So wow. you have about a 77% chance of your child having nighttime wedding if both parents did as a child. Interesting. So it might be an interesting question to ask him. Um, So there you go. You've got one child who has transitioned seamlessly, and now Lily is facing um, nighttime wedding. Um, But the most important thing is really just reminding her that there's nothing wrong, her body is growing exactly as it should, and when her bladder and her body is ready, it will just happen. She'll be dry. Okay. Well, we're going to talk more about this. We're going to get into some stats. We're going to get some advice from Michelle. So stick around because you're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. 
You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, and it is May. May is uh, Better Sleep Month. And we are talking to um, Michelle Cambolis. She is um, a 20-year vet as a child and family therapist. And she's done so much work with kids and uh, is even the author of Generation Stressed, uh, which is a play-based tool, uh, play-based tools to help your child overcome anxiety. We're talking bedwetting and, and what that has to, you know, how that works um, and how that's different from potty training. So I'd mentioned before the break, my second daughter, Lily, who is, who just turned four, and how she's got the potty training down, but she's still bedwetting at night, and how the two actually don't have, you know, they, they're not related. Mm-hmm. So you can be potty trained, but still be- wet the bed at night. Right, Michelle? Completely separate processes altogether. Absolutely. And yeah. one thing that we do, because on occasion, Lily will wake up dry. So... You know, we praise her and stuff like that because I always thought that it was like potty training, you know, and praise and like, mm-hmm. and then she'll, it'll help. But it actually is involuntary, right? So that is such a great point because what I recommend is that parents literally have a non-reaction whether oh, or okay. not they've been successful. So have a non-reaction if they've had a wet night, have a non-reaction if they've had a dry night. Because if we're giving tons of praise and way to go, oh, that's that can delivering the message that this is something that's in your control. Okay. See, so, yeah. and what does that do for anxiety on the child? Well, it can certainly exacerbate anxiety because, of course, children want to be successful and they want to be big kids. Mm-hmm. And so if they have an uh, put on pressure and have an expectation that, that, um, they're going to master this, but yet it's completely out of their control, that can absolutely increase anxiety. See, because I find, and Sandra, we talk mm-hmm. about it a lot, the anxiety that the kids are experiencing this day, like, is it just me or is it at an all-time high? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not it's- just you. And, and that's why I, um, I wrote Generation Stress, because really what I was noticing after 20 years of being in private practice is that the number of kids walking through my door with debilitating anxiety was absolutely skyrocketing. So I did a really deep dive into the research and, and, and found, you know, sure enough, our kids are more worried and more hurried than ever before. So, so what, what are parents doing to cause it and what can we do to fix it? That's great. Questions. It's a very um, complex problem and there's no single one reason. I mean, certainly um, the busyness and overscheduling mm-hmm. and lack of true downtime yeah. um, is, is in part a cause. Um, also, our children are growing up breathing the air of technology. And it's very difficult to, to get brain rest if you're engaged in technology. And add to that, it interferes with our attachment. So our, our attachment, our bonds, our connection mm-hmm. is, um, is the antidote to anxiety, really. So, I mean, I could go on and on. The change in our diet, the lack of physical activity, um, and, uh, and long days. It's funny, Michelle, I, uh, we were talking earlier. So my son, I had him in my bed last night, the eight-year-old, because I felt I needed to reconnect with him. And you know yeah. when you feel that distance yeah. from your children? And um, especially as they get older and trying to get more and more independence, he's playing on his own more. 
um, like, you know, outside with his friends and, and that sort of thing, the 11 year old already. And I try so hard and I thought just having him in my bed and it did, it, it just brought us closer and he kind of wasn't as irritable as he's been because I know that's part of anxiety yeah. too. And, um, your parenting instincts are hardwired. They're really powerful. And you feel it when there's a fracture in your attachment and, and when you feel that distancing. So then when you can take them into your arms or your bed or, yeah. or spend more time together, that's soothing um, not only to your child, but to you. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you both of you should say that because um, just last week uh, with Samantha, who's my oldest, um, we're always harder on her. And I don't know of if it's the, the older, you know, it's the first kid or what. Uh, you need to set a great example for your <laughs> for your younger siblings. Um, so we were, I can't even remember the exact situation, but I just remember being hard on her where I saw her eyes water up. Mm. And I was like, mm. oh my God, I stopped. And I said to myself, I'm like, this is not right. What the hell is going on here, right? And so mm-hmm. I got down to her level. So we were eye to eye. And I'm like, Samantha, I am so sorry. Good for you. I'm yeah. like, and she's like, mama, I love you. And I told her, I said, I know that I'm mommy and daddy are hard on you. And it's because, you know, you're the oldest and we want you to set a good example. And this is like, she's not even six yet. She looked at me, she goes, you guys are so hard on me. And I, my heart just fell to the ground and shattered. And I just started to cry. And I like pulled her in and started to hug her. And sometimes I think we need to do those things. Like Sandra said, is like, you know, hey, you know, come in the bed. We're going to reconnect. You know, you can sleep with mama tonight. In my case, you know what? It was like admitting it to Samantha and apologizing like I am so sorry and taking her in my arms and you had to see the change in her attitude. Yes. After that, they're not bad kids anymore. No. And that, and that's it. So you had that moment of consciousness, that moment of self-awareness and you were able to name it for her and in naming it that allowed her to be able to talk about what that was like for her. And so, you know, that's what connected parenting looks like. See, yeah. I, that's what attachment parenting looks like. So, and this is good all for you. You got it. This, you know what? I think it's really important as parents. We need to to cover off everything. You know what I mean? And be there for our kids and accountability. Um, yeah. When and I think I apologize a lot because I do a lot of blow ups and craziness, um, but not. But I think that changes the relationship, like you said, right? Yeah, it's so true. But we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about. Um, anxiety and we're going to talk about the stresses that these kids have and we're going to talk about like how we can help and get them you know what I mean like work with them on having better drier good nights so stick with us because we're going to be back with more on the parenting show on talk radio am 640. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. It's the Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, and we are joined in studio with Sandra Cruzzi, our executive producer, and on the phone with Michelle Campbell. She is in Vancouver, and uh, she is our child and family therapist. And we are talking about um, potty training. Wet nights, dry nights, 
good nights, everything in between, <laughs> the stresses, the anxieties uh, that go along with all of that stuff. And I was reading um, some stats on ver- uh, verywell.com that 15% of children still wet the bed at age five, seven to 10% of children still wet the bed at age seven. of boys and 2% of girls still wet the bed at age 10. And even older than that, 1% of boys um, and and a few girls here and there uh, will still wet the bed at age 18. Um, I had my my godson visiting me um, the other weekend and he's from out of town. And I noticed that he was wearing a pull up. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, with with my with my daughter Samantha, we never had to wear a pull up at night. Um, and he is uh, six years old, and so I got talking with I was talking to his mom about it, and she's like, "Yeah, she's like, um, it's like he's kind of feels like embarrassed by it, or she even feels embarrassed by it, right?" Mm-hmm. And we we got the conversation going how it's two totally different things: potty training and bedwetting are unrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, so. What exactly? Um, I know that I was I was going through some some of the stuff, and and I know that they were saying that there's um, a distinct difference, and it has to do with your bladder function. Exactly. So um, there are all kinds of things that contribute to nighttime wetness, but it has to do with your bladder function. So when the bladder is not fully developed developed and the nerves that control the bladder and brain um, aren't refined, then children um, oftentimes still nighttime wet. So children can be completely potty trained in the day, but nighttime wetting um, continues and can continue for a considerable period of time while that bladder brain connection is um, growing and developing. Okay, see, Mm -hmm. I honestly... I honestly thought that it was, I'm doing a bad job at potty training. <laughs> and, and isn't that a relief? Like, isn't that a relief as a parent oh, to know it is, that you're yeah. not doing anything wrong? And, and imagine what a relief it is for kids right. to understand, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm still a big kid. And this is um, why you're saying to have that non-reaction in the morning when they wake up, whether they have, they're wet or dry, just non-reaction. The non-reaction reaction, because why would we praise a child for being dry at night if when it's, out it's of their, completely out of their involuntary? Yeah. yeah. So really the most important thing, the easiest thing and the most important thing is to keep them dry at night. So right? how, okay, how do we do that? You use, um, well, you use all of the great products that you have available to you now. Yeah. Um, ones that um, weren't as refined <laughs> when my yeah. 18-year-old was little and wetting the bed, and he did wet the bed, and so did I. So there's a genetic piece. So um, I really recommend Goodnight's Bedtime Pants. They're really super absorbent, and the whole design helps ensure that kids are dry all night um, because of it doesn't matter what position they're in. Um, it still absorbs uh, the urine at night. And also, um, they now have a product for children that are ages three and four that fit really well around their tiny little legs. So even really young children who are potty trained can graduate to good night's bedtime pants because it's so important for them that they're out of diapers and and, and that they understand that they really are a big kid. 
Okay, yeah. So that's that I think is, is huge. Um, and tools like this, because you always wonder like, okay, what do I do? Do I put something on them? Do I, don't, do I not mm-hmm. put something on them? Well, because you hear old wives tales on, on what to do. Don't, don't do it. When the grandparents See, get involved and they start yapping their gums on what they what we should or shouldn't do. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk more about and get some more tips and advice. I need it. I really, really need this, Michelle. And I'm sure other people, other parents listening are in the same boat. So stick around because we have more on the parenting show on Talk Radio AM six forty. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo. Uh, We are here, and we're talking about bedwetting and potty training and everything in between. And so we've got Michelle Cambolas. She is on the phone with us. Um, She is going to be talking to... Well, she is talking to us about... um, all this stuff. And one of the questions I have for you, Michelle, because prior to the break, you were talking about some products because that we can use because um, one of the major things is keeping your child comfortable at night, right? Exactly. So they, they don't want that, that wet feeling. They want to feel comfortable because this is an involuntary uh, thing. They have zero control over this if they're wetting the bed at night. Um, now, Lily, who is four, she's potty trained, but she's still... Um, she still has the night wedding going on, right? So she's using pull-ups. And I, I need to know, I don't know, maybe I'm just ignorant. I have <laughs> I, I have no, no idea. I just like a no lot way. of parents. Yeah. I don't no know. Questions. Okay, so tell me, what's the difference between like pull-ups mm-hmm. and the good nights pants, bedtime pants that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't yeah. I just keep her in the pull-ups? Great question. Really good question. So the bedtime pants, the absorbency, the, the design targets nighttime capacity. So the way the, um, the, the uh, padding is designed, it helps ensure that regardless of what position your child is in, it's going to catch that, um, the urine, right? Okay. And it also is designed in a way that helps ensure um, that it's, not, uh, it, it's tighter around the leg. So that it, again, catches that urine to ensure that children are fully dry at night. Can I ask a question to the people? Because yeah. I mentioned the myths um, earlier. Sometimes we hear passed yeah, on to wives. us. Um, people saying, well, don't put anything on them so they feel themselves wet so they learn to get up and go to the bathroom. What do you say to that? I say there's absolutely no evidence to show that if children are lying in yeah. um, in wet sheets and wet pajamas, that they will learn more quickly. Yeah. You know what I say to that? Yeah. I say, hell no, because that means we have to get up and change the, the sheet. bed sheets. I'm not doing that at three yeah. in the morning. Yeah. You know how many times because I have to do that? I want better sleep. I listen. Yeah. No, yeah. and that's, and I'm, that's why I'm... It's hard on parents and it's hard on kids. Yes. If it's involuntary, right? What is no? There's no. That's good to clarify the involuntary yeah. part and the development part because I think we yeah. were just under the wrong impression for a very long time yeah. that these kids could manage their way through, and exactly. I think you know that's just very antiquated thinking. And to know yeah. now that there's a whole different reason for it. Now yeah. we can all sleep better, the whole family, right? Like it's 
I think it's so important that people understand that this it's out of our control. It's out of our control as parents. There's nothing we can do and bribe them with smarties or like little oh, toys yeah. or anything like, hey, if you go, I'll give you this. <laughs> like it has nothing to do with them, right? So one of the other questions I have is um, potty training. So I know that this is going to, this is like the stepping stone, right? Like it just you potty train and then the nighttime stuff comes along. But uh-huh. at what age? Should we start to potty train our children? I heard that if you start too early, it can actually backfire on you and set the child back. So that is true. It is true. See, I yeah, don't. if a child isn't ready, if a child isn't ready, um, it, it can delay um, successful potty training. So, but there are all kinds of indicators to help guide that process. I would say, though, first to ask whether you're ready. <laughs> because yeah. um, if parents aren't in a place where um, they're feeling pretty calm and non-anxious, then um, it can make it very difficult to successfully potty train. Yeah. Uh, so if you know that you're ready and you're seeing very specific signs in your child, then go ahead and start. Most parents start between the ages of two and three when their child is showing a curiosity about potty training. So they might pull at their wet wet diaper. They might hide um, the fact um, that they've gone pee or or poop. So they have that self-awareness that it's happened. Yes. Um, They might have a dry diaper longer than usual. Um, Or, I love this one, when they're telling you that they're about to go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey, all right. Let's jump on the potty. Yes. (laughs) Right? See, yeah, and then also if they're awake, dry from a nap, that's also another indicator that they might be ready. Okay, see, for me, I know that I was worried uh, because all my kids are two years apart, and so um, I was worried. I what I wanted to, my plan was potty trade the first one before the second one arrives, and potty train the second one before the third arrives. Wow. It went well from one to two, <laughs> <laughs> and then little Miss Lily came in, and she's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, on my time, Mama." And so I went to the doctor, and I'm like, "Okay, she's three now. This should have happened." And he's like, he's looking at me, and he's laughing at me. He's like. No, Pina. He's like, she's just not ready. And I'm like, come on. Can I ask about siblings? About that? Is there truth? Of course. Is there truth? Because we always said when the oldest is going pee, you put Cheerios in there and bring the other one in to learn from his older brother. Is there truth to learning from the siblings and that whole thing? Well, they learn through that modeling, for sure. So if a child sees their sibling... um, independent and, and using those, um, those potty training skills, then they're absolutely learning through their, through their siblings. Can I qualify? Because yeah. Pina, has, who has daughters, and anyone's wondering what I'm talking about, Cheerios and the, do you know uh, this? I know. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. Targets. Targets. You put Cheerios <laughs> in the toilet, and then the kids, the boys aim for it, and they have a game between the and two And you brothers. do not <laughs> eat them out. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the record. Good point. <laughs> that so, can be a fun game. Yeah. So, no, but... <laughs> um, Pina, you were talking about um, you were talking about development and and the fact that um, you know for Lily she she's approaching um, potty training um, or has very different than Samantha, Samantha did. Yeah, and so temperament does factor in, but just like kids um, acquire language development and gross motor skills at yes, different it's times, all... is so too is potty training and. So, too, is um, becoming nighttime dry. So children are different, and they're going to master things differently. They're going to grow differently. So Lily's definitely got her own agenda. 
Oh, well, tell me something I didn't know <laughs> with that one. <laughs> so you're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Hang around because we'll be back with more. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. And I'm so excited because I am, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit selfish-centered. Why? Because this show, I am like pulling all the information, everything wow. that, that Michelle is telling us about nighttime <laughs> wedding and potty training and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm just absorbing it this all. This is a major issue. This is huge for me right now. Because not only for parents, but grandparents or any caregivers listening yes. is going to benefit mm-hmm. from this. Because now parent grandparents are younger and hipper and getting more involved yeah, again totally. with caregiving. And I think, I think they need help because maybe they were of the thought process of what we were talking about before going... You know, like let them let them get wet and and not put anything on them at night. But that is bad. And they'll babysit more if they. (laughs) They're dry. Light bulb moment for for many of us for sure. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm really excited. Um, potty training, Lily's done. So now I just want to get this nighttime wedding, you know, on on the go make her have you know hopefully you know she, she'll get into these drier nights these good nights and then i'll have to deal with it all over again with with marcus well you who's, know who's a, who's going to be hitting two in october so you said potty training around like two to three but look for the signs right they're them look telling for us the signs they'll okay. tell you when they're ready michelle isn't um she had an advantage because marcus now has two sisters and he wants to be a big boy too and he's looking at them and oh, he loves he them might sit and down when to, he goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and Which he's like good. he wants to copy them all the time as the there cutest thing there you go you're laughing that's yeah. so great and with potty training motivation is key so if he's motivated and this is something that he wants to do and his, his body is truly ready then boom yeah. you know he's he's in good stead all right um, this, i'm pumped but at the same time it <laughs> can sometimes be a step forward and a couple steps back yeah so that's the fun being part being patient and and allowing it to just unfold is uh is great see okay I feel good about this. I feel good about this. But now what I want to do is I want Michelle. You got you got to help me here. What <laughs> what are do some everything I can. What, give me some advice. What are some things <laughs> that we can do like I heard about, you know, limiting the amount of fluids before your child goes to bed. Um yeah. is there is there truth in that? Because if it's involuntary, mm-hmm. like I don't know, is there still some urine yeah, there or if Tina, they go to the bathroom before know. they emptied it out and they're done? Like I don't know. Right, great question. So um, with Lily, um, make sure that she's hydrating well in the day. And then as you're approaching bedtime, allow her to have sips of water to quench her thirst rather than hydrate. And then that way her bladder won't be full throughout the night. So that's one approach that you can use. Okay. Um, and, then, and then just make sure that she's having regular um, trips to the bathroom so that she's voiding and emptying her bladder and increasing the likelihood of success at night. Um, and then See? from there, you're just going to keep her comfortable um, with her good night's bedtime pants, and you can um, involve her um, in your plan for success, um, talking about the fact that, you know, her body is growing and developing at its very own rate, and 
Um, being dry at night is something just hap- that happens on its own, and um, and that she's all potty trained and she's a big girl, um, and uh, and really just allow her to kind of lean into you for information and support. Now, um, one thing you said, you mentioned limiting the the fluids, right, and just sips of water before bed. Yeah. Last night, <laughs> uh, she woke up. And it was about a lot, just maybe like 1030, actually. And um, she came downstairs and she never wakes up. And she's like, oh, I'm thirsty. I want some water. Uh-huh. So what do you say my at that point? Do you, do you Are you like a bad parent? You're like, no, you're no, cut my off. son did that or last night, too. Do you, you know, and she downed a, a lot of water and then wanted her bottle of water to take upstairs to her room with her. Okay, so she might be using water as a way to self-soothe. Um, oh, I, I mean, didn't know water. Yes, that's right. But she might be using water as a way to self-soothe. And it all, she may also have learned that this is a tool to get up in the night and to connect with mommy. Mm-hmm. But she never does so, that. That's why. So I was thinking last night, I was like, oh, this is odd. And like, do okay, I give her the well, water? She could legitimately be, be thirsty. Um, thirsty. But if you could then instead encourage her to take a couple of sips of water. And then try going back to bed. Okay. And not give her a bottle. Yeah. Not give her the bottle. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. Is it a bottle? Is no, it it's a like nipple? a. It's, no, 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 a no. Sippy. Not not like no, like an actual just like a water bottle. Like she's oh, got like just okay. a water bottle. Okay, yeah, not it. not a not a baby bottle with like a nipple on and not a sippy cup. Sorry, because my yeah. kid, my son, exactly what you said was using it as a way to to soothe on the cup because he oh. had um, unfortunately a pacifier until he was five. My fault, I know. <laughs> five. <laughs> Hey, you're not the first. You're not going to be the last. <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> do whatever it's you need okay. to do. It's okay. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be 17 with a pacifier. But so he, so he, there's a child who self-soothes orally, and um, and the drinking of water may be a way to just to try and calm himself so that he can get back to sleep. But he can still do that. He can still have that, um, and at the same time, just limit how much intake he's getting. Good tips. I hope you guys are writing this down. (laughs) So we are going to uh, fill you in on where you can get more info. So stick around because we'll be back. It's the Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to the Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, and we have been talking potty training. We've been talking nighttime wedding. Um, advice we've been getting from Michelle Cambolis, who's on the phone with us. Um, some tips. She's been sharing some great products that we can use, and I am, I'm loving this. Mm-hmm. Sandra, Sandra's over this, but for someone like me with a six-year-old, yeah. four-year-old... Yeah, almost no, two year old. I'm, I'm not, like, you know what? I'm not over it though because, um, like we talked about briefly. You know, I'm so happy, and I don't. You know, my kids would kill me if they know I'm talking about this. But the odd accident will happen. Yeah, and I'm so glad that they're they make those products up to 12 years old and big enough because my I have big kids, and you know what? Sometimes I know moms whose daughters go uh, are 11 years old go on sleepovers and they put them in good night so they don't get embarrassed. Yeah. You know, it's it's so important because I think that that going back to that anxiety thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. And the stress yeah. that these kids have to yeah, go through. I think right? it's, it's 
so important that kids aren't robbed of these rites of passage, you know, these really great experiences like sleepovers and camp. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love that Good Nights has bedtime pants that, that um, are available to kids up to 100 pounds. Oh, wow. Right? Yes. So, so big kids, um, you know, can, can still have that comfort and get through the night and be confident when they go on sleepovers. I think the confidence um, that, thing is huge. Be dry. I think Very the confidence so thing embarrassing is huge. for them. And when you have a child at that age, especially tweens, and it's all about appearances and stuff. Oh God. And I know moms who go to great lengths. They call the other mom. They don't want to embarrass their daughter or son in that case. Yeah. Um, or they call the camp and go, look, I'm sending these along with them. Make sure he wears them or she wears them. And, it's and in this day and age with all the bullying and stuff like yes. this, this all just goes back to what we right. were talking about, about the stress and the anxiety. Yep. And um, and that's why um, parents, you should check out Michelle's book. It's called Generation Stressed. It's play-based tools to help your child overcome anxiety. Um, Michelle, where can they pick that up? Amazon, Chapters Indigo, stuff like that? Absolutely. All of the above. You can um, hop over to my website um, and and order it there. um, And it's Michelle with one L, Cambolis, which is K-A-M-B-O-L-I-S.com. We're going to put a link on the Parenting Show Facebook page. So also, if you go there, facebook.com slash The Parenting Show will have links uh, going back to to Michelle's site. Um, Also, I'm actually going to be writing a blog um, that you can check out on chicmama.ca as well. Um, I think all of this stuff everything it's not just as easy as like all right kids you know you're potty trained now have a dry good night <laughs> i wish it was that simple i know not that but simple. it's not and there's there's you know we you gave us some good tips and some good advice um and so thank you so much for joining us today michelle oh, i look forward pleasure. to having you you back on mm-hmm. to talk Anytime. about more stuff anxiety we yes gotta we're gonna anxiety. totally do that and uh, and a big thank you of course to miss sandra Cruz, our executive producer uh who's also the host of inside jokes coming up right after this show so stick around um again if you tuned in a little bit late don't worry you can check out the full podcast um online at 640toronto.com and we'll also be posting again to our our facebook uh page facebook.com slash the parenting show or check out chic mama chicmama.ca we will catch you next week sunday at 7 p.m thanks again for joining us you've been listening to the parenting show on talk radio am 640 i'm here with my real estate friend holly garvey penny what's up with hgp's tips and trends today hi sandra today is a reminder tip for renters that you don't pay what do you mean Well, if you're a renter, a real estate salesperson can help you find that place, and it is the landlord that pays the realtor's commission. Great, eh? So call me or email me with any questions. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.